Focusing on your struggles keeps you depressed and feeble, just the way the enemy wants you. But when you call back to mind the irrevocable word of God that will never return to him void, according to, you become more committed in your resolve, settled in your conviction, and fixed in your position. If the enemy has been trying to shake your faith lately, make you waver and doubt what God has spoken over your life, this is the word for you. Well, you know what? I am so excited about this timing, the timing of God. It's so good. I'm so glad to know that God is not surprised by anything that's going on in this hour. And many times you'll find yourself focusing on the problems and not focusing on the promise. So today I want to share with you how to focus on the promise and not the problem. Romans 4 and 19 says, He did not weaken in faith. You know, I'm going to the word of God because that's what I stand on. That's what I believe in. And I know you're listening all over the world and there are so many different cultures. But what is always the same and consistent in our lives, it is the word of God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. All right. Romans 4 and 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered, talking about Abraham, the utter impotence of his own body which was as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. Mm. You know, she was following him by about 10 years. (laughs) She's about 90. (laughs) What is the point? What I'm saying is what you focus on, you'll magnify. When you focus on the problems, it'll make them bigger than what they really are. And you know what happened? It starts changing your perception. This is why you cannot get in just totally surrounded and swallowed up by what's going on in this hour. You've got to get surrounded and just totally embrace the word of God. I found that when you take a small coin and you hold it close enough to your eye, it'll seem large enough to block out the sun. When you focus on something you don't like about yourself, it'll block the amazing future God has in store for you. There's a lot right about you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Don't magnify what's wrong. Focus on what God said. Do you know you are fearfully and wonderfully made? You are his masterpiece. Yes. And if you got a negative report or you could research it on the internet and add to your worry, let me tell you, don't give your time and your attention to it. It will make it worse. Yes, stop focusing on the problems and start focusing on the promise. With a long life, God said, you will satisfy me. Mm, Isn't that wonderful? It takes the same amount of energy to believe as it does to worry. I was talking to a friend of mine some time ago, and he was sharing with me. We were sitting and we were just talking, just principles and, you know, good things to do. Something very simple that he said to me. I know this was two or three decades ago, at least two decades ago. And he said to me, he said, you know what? It takes just as much energy to lay your clothes down as it does to just hang them up. And he said, and when you don't do it, it's going to take more energy when you just lay them down than to hang them up. I could see exactly what he was saying. Because when you lay your clothes down, let me tell you, you got to go back and get them and hang them up. Well, if not at that moment, eventually at some time, you know, it's the same thing with worry. You can worry or you can thank God for supplying all your needs. Yes, yes, thanking him in advance, thanking him for the little things. Oh, yes, Lord, you said you pour out blessings and 
I won't be able to contain them. I won't have room enough to hold them. Maybe you're concerned about your children. Oh, yes, I'm saying today, do not focus on your problems. I'm teaching you how to focus on the promises. What are you going to say? Father, I thank you. I thank you that for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Stop focusing on the problem. Start thanking God. If you change your focus, worry will leave. And let me tell you, you'll find your faith rising. God is bigger than anything you're facing. Oh, yes, he is. You know, I read a book and it was so encouraging to me. And it's something that stuck with me again. What you tend to think about most is most likely the direction that your life will go in. And that one line has resonated so with me that I began to think about God's covenant. When you start thinking about the covenant that God has made with us through his word, that's his covenant to us. That's what he has left us. That's what we have. Those are the promises. That's what you need to focus on. Instead of focusing on the fact that you're single and you want to get married, you need to start saying, God, you said because I delight myself in you, you will give me the desires of my heart. Whatever you're believing for, instead of worrying, find a promise you can stand on. God, you said you have victory in store for the upright. Find a scripture that you can stand on. See, and many times you find yourself worrying about your children, worrying about family members. You know what you can do? You can say, Lord, I just thank you that you dispatch the angels that you said would minister, protect, assist heirs of salvation. Thereby, I am your child. I am an heir of salvation. I have a right to ask you for protection for my children. Oh, yes. And my grandchildren. (laughs) Whatever you are praying and however you are praying. Let me tell you, you begin to pray the promises. Do not focus on your problem. And then you begin to say that throughout the day. Magnify that. In other words, you say that and enlarge that. Enlarge it in your heart. Every time, you know, I know the enemy, it seems like he has a seat sometimes right there in your brain. And he just starts repeating over and over and over the problem, the problem, the problem. But oh, let me tell you, if you start speaking that word, that word, that word, you're releasing a power. And it is not only just released for you, it's released into the universe that's going to change situations around. If you will just focus on the promise and not focus on your problem. This is how you do it. God is not obligated to bring to pass what you say or what I say, but he is obligated, listen, listen, to bring to pass what he said. Yes, you said you always cause me to triumph. Uh huh. When God hears his promises coming out of your mouth, he gets busy. Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you, I know God and how he will move and move and move. I know people that have trouble and problems with family members on the job, with their finances. And it seems like all they just want to do is complain. I was raised, my mom and grandmother and grandfather, they would tell us and my dad, say, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say anything. Oh, that was just capsizing it. But you know what? You've got to begin to quote the promises, the promises of God. Oh, that'll fill your mouth. Have something good to say. Mm, Glory to God. God, you said you'd always cause me to triumph. Oh, get busy. Get busy with that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 31. It says her children will wise up and call their mother blessed. And you start thanking God that your children will call you blessed. Oh, you, you start looking for promises like children are a gift from God. Yes, yes. 
And when you do that, I'm telling you, in the process of time, and the reason that it takes time, because God has to get it from your head to your heart. He has to totally run all of the doubt out, the fear and the unbelief, the complaining. He has to run all of that out. And by the time he does that, it has gotten in your heart. It has become real. And I tell you, when that happens, your situation will have a complete change as well. That person, that daughter, that child, that son, I'm telling you, will have a change of heart. <laughs> and I tell you one thing, at that time, you don't have to stay in faith anymore. You know what happens? When you see the manifestation, it has become a reality. Yay! <laughs> oh, when God gave Abraham promise of a baby, they were too old. But Abraham considered not the weakness of his body. Abraham didn't say, I'm too old. It can't happen. He didn't get on the internet and Google chances of having a baby at 100. <laughs> if he focused on his circumstances, the promise wouldn't have had a chance. He considered not his circumstances, but he was fully persuaded. Yeah. You got to be fully persuaded. What is that saying? I have a promise from almighty God. Father, you said we're going to have this baby. God, I don't see how, but I know you can do the impossible. And when, as you say that, and you repeat it over and over, oh, I'm telling you, that promise became bigger. He got to the point where he was fully persuaded. If you're going to see problems disappear and promises fulfilled, you will have to consider not your negative circumstances. You may have to consider not the medical report. Doctors do the best they can, but they run out of options. God made your body. He never runs out of options. If you stay focused on your debt, you'll be worried and frustrated. Consider your God. Ah, stop focusing on the problem and focus on the promise. Eh, this is how you do it. Get in the word and find the scripture and stand on it. Oh, and you know what? Don't always try to find one that's going to do If it's about finances, let me find one on finances. Yes, you want some about finances in there, but just make sure you read the word as well because it's not all about you. God has something he wants to speak to your heart that will adjust your finances. <laughs> if you stay focused on your debt, you'll be worried and you'll be frustrated. But when you start considering your God, how he flung stars into space. Mm. Oh, glory to God. He's got you in the palm of his hand. One explosive blessing can put you into overflow. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. You know, there are situations that I have been in where the enemy said there's just no way that you're going to be short. This is not going to happen. This is not going to take place. You're not going to have enough. But you know, one day I said, God, I've been looking at the numbers and the facts and it really doesn't look good, but I'm changing my focus to consider you. Sometimes you can just look at those bills and look at those bills and add up what you have and look at the bills and look at what you have. Let me tell you, stop considering those numbers. <sighs> if God stopped the sun for Joshua, he parted the sea for Moses. He healed my sister of cancer. Let me tell you, God will give you whatever he's promised that he's going to give you. And I'm telling you, he'll do it and he'll do it so awesomely. It'll be mind blowing to you and to those around you. He'll put you in such a great position. Glory to God that you'll see the surpassing greatness of the favor of God upon your life. Huh? When you change your focus, let me tell you, doubt didn't have a chance. When you change your focus, expectancy will rise up. 
Oh, glory to God. And you get in a position that you know that you know that you know that God will make a way. And that's exactly what will begin to happen in your life. You will start living the dream of the word of God. Oh, being manifest in your life that the blessings will overtake you when you stop focusing on your problem and begin to focus up on the promise. You got to get in that word. You're going to have to begin to find a scripture to stand on and you stand on that word. And what? You repeat that word. You magnify that word until it drops from your head into your heart. How do I know when it gets in my heart? You'll know when it gets in your heart because you're no longer in faith. You're looking at the reality. You're seeing the manifestation of the word of God in your life. Oh, that's when it's time to shout the victory. Oh, glory to God. Ain't no sense in no sense of talking anymore. All you got to do is shout the victory. <laughs> Woo. Glory to God. And I tell you, when you do that, I know I'm just excited about God's word. I know something great is about to happen. I know something big is on the horizon. Whenever the enemy, oh my God, brings such extreme difficulty and bring catastrophic occurrences that is happening all over the universe. Yeah. It's big. It's bigger than the tsunami. That was just in one area. God is getting ready to do some great things for those whose heart is perfect toward him. You know, the psalmist said, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Know that God is fighting your battles and making the crooked places straight. Your enemies will be scattered. Your enemies of debt, your enemies of depression. Nothing can stand against our God. You know, you can sit and you can say, I'm in a slow season at work. Somebody did me wrong. Turn that around. Focus on the promise. Consider your God. That is right there. Now, I'm giving it to you. See, Father, you said you've armed me with strength for every battle. You said the traps the enemy set for me, he will fall into himself. I thank you that things are changing in my favor. You know, in 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter, King Jehoshaphat was facing major enemies. They outnumbered him 10 to 1. He had a right to be discouraged, but he gathered everyone together and prayed. He talked about the greatness of God. He said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nation. This is in the sixth verse. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. See, I'm telling you, when you're facing problems, don't focus on it. Focus on the promise instead of complaining about how slow business is. If you talk defeat, you'll have defeat. God, you're greater than this financial difficulty. You are more powerful than the opposition in this legal trouble that you may be facing. You know, too often you magnify the problem rather than magnifying God. In Numbers 13, Moses sent 12 men to spy out the land. 10 said that they're giants over there. We can't defeat them. Joshua and Caleb said, yes, they're big, but our God is bigger. You see, one group focused on their problems. The other focused on the size of their God. Could it be our own wrong perspective is keeping us out of our promised land? Salah. Think about that. Pause and think about it. David said in Psalms 34 and 3, magnify the Lord with me. You know, when David faced Goliath, he never called him a giant. First Samuel, the 17th chapter, he called him an uncircumcised Philistine. (laughs) Didn't even give him credit for being big. 
David's brothers and the other Israelites, they were intimidated and afraid. They told David he didn't have a chance. David knew he was strong in the Lord and not going out there alone. He was going with God. God was with him. Ah, Goliath is too big to hit. David said, no, nah, he's too big to miss. <laughs> Woo! Your problem is too big for God not to see it. Your problem is too big for God not to have a plan for it. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. <laughs> you know what happened? He defeated a huge giant. Paul said in Philippians 1, do not be intimidated by your enemies. See, when you have the right perspective, the most high God is on your side. When you have the right perspective, let me tell you, it doesn't matter about the bully down the street. You won't be bothered by it. Glory to God. All you do, put on your telescope glasses of faith. Oh, yes, you get them out and you find out. Oh, yes, let me begin to look and see what God is doing. And when you see that he's so small, when you begin to give it over to God and you begin to focus on God and you begin to remember the covenant that God has given us. Oh, my God, you will no longer be afraid of what the enemy is trying to intimidate you with, trying to bully you with. Oh, glory to God. That's when you will turn around and see it from the right perspective. It just takes one touch of God's favor. <laughs> if you learn to focus on the promise, you'll overcome obstacles that look insurmountable. Oh, you'll see God turn it all around. Mm -hmm. Zerubbabel had a promise to rebuild the temple, but everything came against him. He couldn't hire workers. He couldn't get materials. He couldn't get any permits. Something sounds familiar, doesn't it? The time we in, nothing, nowhere. It looked impossible. His opposition seemed too powerful. But in Zechariah 4 and 7, he said, for who are we? For who are you? Oh, great mountain of human obstacles before Zerubbabel, who with Joshua had led the return of the exiles from Babylon and was undertaking the rebuilding of the temple before him. You shall become a plain. You know what he's talking about? He said, you're going to be a mere molehill. And he shall bring forth the finishing gable stone of the new temple. Ooh. With loud shoutings of the people crying, grace, grace to it. I will finish this project. If you don't talk to your mountains, your mountains will talk to you. I tell you, they'll tell you this day I will conquer you. You can't talk defeat and expect to have victory. See it from God's perspective of vision. You know, listen, it's nothing for you. You are a child of the most high God. Do what Abraham did. Consider not your negative circumstance and consider your God. All through the day, remind God of his promises. Learn to stay focused on the promises and not the problems. And you will defeat your giants. What God promised, he will bring to pass. In Jesus' name. <laughs> and my prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want, standing on the promises of God and Christ, my Savior, and that you never want as long as you live. I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. This word from Dr. Dixon is fortifying you right now so you can rest on God's promises and rebuke anything that comes to overshadow, override, and overcome what God has spoken. Dash is connecting to millions of people all over the globe. And we are asking our listeners to help us continue to further our reach by giving. Through your generous gift and donations, it helps us to disseminate this podcast to your location and all over the world. And since Dash is a 501c3 organization, every generous gift is tax deductible. To learn more, please email us at IamCarolDixon at gmail.com. For we want to serve billions of people positively, productively, and prayerfully. We want to thank you for being a part of the Dash community. For you are the very best part of Dash Podcast. And remember, Dash is always on.